Good morning. Welcome, Altoona Regular Baptist Church. It is Sunday, April 19th, and this is our Sunday morning service. I'd invite you uh, to join us, grab a Bible, and turn with me to John 1. We're still in our series on John. We're in chapter 1, verses 43 to 51 this morning. I'd encourage you, grab a Bible, and follow along as we work our way through these verses in John. Let's open with a word of prayer. Father, we praise you this morning for who you are. We praise you that you're a God who loves us. Even as we've seen here in John 1, you're a God who loves us so much that you sent your only begotten Son to earth. Jesus Christ, who took on flesh and who died in our place, who bore our penalty. The Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We thank you, Father, for the cross. We thank you for Jesus Christ. We thank you, even as we celebrated last week, for the empty tomb. What a privilege it is to be in Christ. To be loved by so great a God. Even as we look to John 1 this morning, may we be, may we be encouraged as we look to Jesus Christ and to all that he has done for us. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Join me in John 1, 43-51. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee. And he found Philip and said to him, Follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael, and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered, and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I don't know if you've ever had a busy week before. I suspect you probably have. What I found, the older I get, the busier my weeks seem to get. In fact, the busier my busy weeks seem to get. A busy week in high school would be welcome now. Even in college, a, a busy week. Sometimes I, I long for those days. But we all face busyness. We all face busy weeks. Here in John 1, we see that Jesus is having a very busy week. This is the first week of ministry, uh, of Jesus' ministry as recorded in the book of John. As we come to these verses this morning, 
We are on day four of the first week of Jesus' of Jesus's ministry. The first two disciples, Andrew and Peter, have already met Jesus. They've interacted with Him. They've sat with Him all day. Jesus has already been baptized. He's, he's already run into John the Baptist who has proclaimed the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. People are starting to take notice. Jesus is starting to, to, to grab attention. As we come to this passage this morning, two more disciples, Philip and Nathaniel, who is, is also called Bartholomew, are introduced to Jesus for the first time. And we see, like Andrew and Peter, as they get to know Jesus, as they interact with Jesus, they, like John, testify that this is the Son of God. As we work our way through John 1, 43-51 this morning, our three points will be this. Found, faith, and further. Found, faith, and further. Our first point this morning is found. As we see in verses 43 to 45. The reason I chose the word found is because of it, it we find the word found in, this, in these verses many times. The following day, the next day, after Jesus has interacted with, with Andrew and with Peter, the following day, Jesus went to Galilee. And notice here, the first found, Jesus found Philip. And he said to, me, to him, follow me. Notice there that it is Jesus who finds Philip. Just as we will see later that, that Jesus knew Nathaniel before he even came to him. Just as we saw last week that Jesus knew Peter and knew who he would became, gave him a new name before he, he, he even met him. So here he knows Philip. Before he even knows him. In fact, he seeks him out. He found Philip and said to him, Follow me. I invite you to turn over to John 6. John 6, verse 44. It says this Jesus is speaking. He says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. And I will raise him up on the last day. No one can come to me except the Father who sent me draws him. Turn over to John 15, 16. We see this same idea. John 15, 16. Jesus again here speaking says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. The truth that we see in these verses and the truth that we see here in John 1, 43, is simply this. That no one comes to Christ on their own. It is Christ who sought up and who found Philip. No one comes to Him on His own. You did not come to Christ on your own. I did not come to Christ on my own. 
God pursued me. God called me. And he called you as he called Philip here. He found Philip and he said to him, follow me. Next, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And this is the truth that we see here. Then Philip found Nathanael. So Jesus finds Philip and then Philip goes and gets Nathanael. This is similar to what we saw last week with Andrew. Upon meeting Jesus, he, he runs and he gets his brother. See, what we see here is that disciples make disciples. As Christ interacts with people and then their eyes are open to see who he is, they can't help but get others. They must tell others who this Jesus is. So Jesus found Philip, and Philip found Nathanael. And Philip says to Nathanael, We have found. The we there he's speaking of is his disciples, those who, who have already found this out. We have found him of whom Moses in the law and of the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. What he is saying there is we have found the Messiah. We have found the one that we've been longing for, the, the one to whom the, the Old Testament points, the one who has been promised. The one who is written of in the law and the one to whom the prophets look forward to. He is here. And we have found him. What's interesting is as you work your way through these verses, verses 43 to 51, we see something else. Verse 45, it says, Philip found Nathanael, but the real question is what's underlying this entire text is that really Jesus found him. Jesus knew Nathanael before he even came. So Jesus is drawing these people to himself. He found Philip, and Philip got Nathanael. And Philip's testimony is this, We have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote. Philip joins the chorus of other witnesses in this chapter who are testifying to the identity of Jesus Christ. Andrew has testified that, that he is the Messiah. John the Baptist has testified that, that he is the, the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the Son of God. John himself, the writer of the book in chapter 1, has identified who this is. And here in Nathaniel, we have, in Philip, we have another voice joining all these testimonies saying, This Jesus is the Son of God. He's the one to whom we have been looking, and he found me. Found. Next, in verses 46 to 49, we see faith. Found. And now we see faith. As Philip comes to Nathaniel, Nathaniel's first response we see in verse 46. Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of Nazareth? I think we see a, probably a hint there of, of rivalry between towns. But even, speaking prof 
prophetically, looking back at the, the prophecy of the Old Testament, there's not one prophecy about this one who Philip says Jesus is. There's not one prophecy about him coming from Nazareth. And so I think there's probably a little bit more here to, to Nathaniel's question than just rivalry between towns. It's not just that he hates them. That, that clearly plays a point, part in it. But also, how can he be the one if he's from Nazareth? Now we know, obviously, he was born in Bethlehem in fulfillment of, of prophecy. And he's, he's from Nazareth. That's where he currently resides. But Nathaniel's question is this, can anything good come out of Nazareth? And notice how Philip replies. Philip said to him, come and see. Come and see. See, Philip doesn't sit down and try to reason with Nathaniel. He doesn't try to, to, to uh, change his mind himself. Philip did not need to convince Nathaniel who Jesus is. He simply had to get him to Jesus. You come and see for yourselves. Is that not what we often do as well? Sharing the gospel, it's not about how well I am at doing it. It's not the fact that maybe I'm a gifted evangelist, maybe I'm not. I just got to get them to the Word of God. I got, I got to get this person to, to see who Jesus is. The Word will do the work. Come and see. Philip knows that, that if Nathaniel meets Jesus, if he comes and sees, he will be convinced. And so he does. Philip brings Nathaniel to Jesus. And what we find is that as Nathaniel comes, Jesus already knows. As Jesus knew Peter before he even got there, so he knows Nathaniel. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Nathaniel is a, is a good Israelite. He's a good man. In fact, there, there's probably a play on words going on here. At the end of this chapter, in just a few verses, Jesus is going to refer uh, to the story with, with Jacob. The story where Jacob is, is, is having a dream and he sees this ladder going up to heaven and angels going up and down the ladder. In just a few verses, Jesus will refer to that. And there's likely a play on words, on that story, going on here as well. Because Jacob was a deceiver. If you remember the story, he deceives his father, he steals from his brother. And yet later, his name is changed to Israel. As he has a change of heart. Nathaniel is an Israel, not a Jacob. 
That's likely a play that's going on here that we miss if we aren't familiar with that. But I think that's going on here. That's what Jesus is saying. You are an Israelite. You are a good Israelite. You're not a deceiver. You're not a Jacob. You're an Israel. And whom is no deceit? And Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? Apparently what Jesus has said is, has struck a chord. Nathaniel tries to be good. He tries very hard to be a good Israelite. How do you know me? How can you know this about me? You don't know me. How do you know that I am good? How do you know that there is no deceit in me? So Jesus answered and he said to him, Before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. I saw you. And Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Nathanael jumps full in. He believes this Jesus is who Philip told me he was. Philip said, come and see, I have came and I have saw. Jesus is the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. You are the one to whom we've been looking. One thing to take note of here is that Nathaniel was a good Israelite. He was a good man, and yet it's not the fact that he's a good Israelite that saves him. It's the fact that he believes that Jesus is who he is. It's when he believes that he is saved. It's not because he is good. He's been good. But it's his simple faith. And I say simple on purpose because that's the point that Jesus then goes on to make in verses 50 to 51. That, that, that small sign, that, that little faith, that's all it took. But he sees that. And he believes. All Philip had to do was get him to Jesus. Come and see. And once again, Nathaniel joins the chorus of witnesses in John 1 that Jesus is the Son of God. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Messiah. He's the Word made flesh. Jesus is God. And here we have another testimony backing up. An eyewitness testimony who this Jesus is. He's the Son of God. He's the King of Israel. Found faith. And finally in verses 50 to 51, further. Further. Verses 50 to 51. So after this exclamation by Nathanael, You are the Son of God. You, you are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? That's not a question. Jesus is not asking him, do you believe? It's a, it's a statement. That's all it took for you to believe, was for me to tell you that I saw you, that I knew who you are and what you were doing. That, that is all it took. See, as we see in verse 50, it's not the size of faith that saves. It's the object of faith. Nathaniel's faith here is very simple. It's small. 
Jesus hasn't even, even done his first miracle yet. That's coming next week in the next chapter. All he said is, I know you. And he believed. It's simple faith that saves. So Jesus goes on. You've seen this little thing and you believe. Such simple faith. You will see greater things than these. And what a promise that is. We know the story. Many of us have read the Gospels. We've read John. In fact, this statement, you will see greater things than these, is, is probably somewhat of an understatement. Nathaniel saw some amazing things in the coming years. He saw miracles that, that words can't even explain. He saw things that he could probably not reconcile in his mind. And all of those pointed to the identity of Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, and yet it's this simple one here at the beginning. But he believes, that's all it takes. But there are greater things to come. Your faith is going to grow. I'm going to take you even further. You will see so much more. In fact, he gives him a picture here of not only who he is, but what he will see. And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angel of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. That's the first use of that name, Son of Man, here in John. It's Jesus' favorite name for himself. He will use it over and over again throughout the book of John. What's interesting is that these other names that others have used are true. Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Messiah. He is the King of Israel. But at this point in Israel, many, in history, many of those names among the Jews, among the Israelites, had a lot of baggage. They had political expectations tied to them. Jesus likely chooses the Son of Man because it's a name that's not connected to any of those expectations. He is the Son of Man. And most assuredly, I say to you hereafter, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. I spoke earlier of the, the Jacob's dream. As he's laying there and he sees this, this ladder and the angels going up and down between heaven and earth. That's what Jesus is here referring to. And what's the, the point that he is making is this. I am the ladder. I am the link between heaven and earth. I am the word made flesh. I am God come in human form. I am the way, the truth, and the life, as he will say later. I, and I alone, am the link between heaven and earth. And I will do great things. You saw today, just because I knew who you were, you saw who I was. You will see so much more. As we work our way through the book of John, we too will see so much more. Truly, this Jesus is the Son of God. He is the only 
link between heaven and earth, the way, the truth, and the life. Every verse of John points to the identity of Jesus Christ. Here in this first chapter, John has brought witness after witness after witness after witness, and all of them testify to who Jesus is and why he came. In fact, at the end of the book, in John 20, 31, John reveals his entire purpose for writing the book of John. He says this, These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. John says, I wrote this book for this one purpose. That in reading this, like, like all of these people who've interacted with Jesus, you too will see that Jesus is the Son of God and you will believe. You will believe in the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And He can take away your sin if you will trust in Him. So that you will believe. As we journey forward into John in the coming weeks, I would encourage you, as Philip here in this passage encourages Nathaniel, come and see. Come and see. See this Jesus with me. Find hope in who he is. And if you haven't, I would encourage you, even this morning, turn from your sins and turn to Christ. It's not the amount of your faith, it's the object of your faith. It's, it's simple faith. Just see who Jesus is. See who you are. Admit your sin, and He will forgive you. Trust in Christ, and in Christ alone for salvation, not in your works. Not in your family, not in your church attendance, and Jesus Christ alone. He is the Lamb of God. He bore your sin. And He is your only hope. He, as we see here in these verses, is the only link between heaven and earth. He alone is the way and the truth and the life. If you haven't, I would encourage you, even this morning, trust in Him. Just take simple faith. Trust in Jesus. Let's close with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your Son, Jesus, the Word made flesh. We thank you for the testimony of every one of these men in the book of John, even here just in chapter 1. Father, I would beg, even this morning, if there is someone out there who is under the sound of my voice, who has listened to this message, and who has not turned from their sin and turned to Christ, that even this morning they would do that. Father, I pray for those, who have, for those of us who have believed, that even as we look to this passage and we are reminded the glorious truths of who Jesus is, the glorious truths that it's, uh, this is not something, the salvation is not something I have earned. It is Christ who sought me. It is Christ who saved me. Christ who knows me, and yet still God sent His Son to die on the cross for my sins. May we be encouraged, may we be challenged, may we be reminded of the 
glorious truth of your word. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.